What's going on, party people? It is MMA by Milk, and I am back. I am back. Yep, suspect picks. UFC, Vegas 49, Bobby the King Green versus Disciple of the Nemogamadoff family, Islam Makachev. Coming in last minute, we had a lot of, man, LFA, jeez. I was just like, man, wait, wait, who was fighting? The changes that have been taking place, this is, I want to make, make something clear. One, yes, I'm a hardcore. So if you're new to this podcast, I'm a hardcore, although I can't lie, I'm not that big a hardcore. I did flat out, straight up ducked PFL in exchange for LFA. I'm sorry. I had to, the ladies are headlining, ladies are featured there. More about the ladies. Yes, this MMA by Milk, and I try to cover as much MMA as possible. However, I'm a big fan of the ladies. If you're one of these chauvinistic pigs that love a sausage fest, no offense if that's your thing, no offense at all, but that's not my thing. I need ladies in my life. I got to look at ladies. Sorry, if that's not your thing, this is the wrong podcast for you. You need to take your punk ass someplace else. Okay, sorry. Yes, you are a bitch if that's the kind of person that you are. Like I said, nothing wrong with loving a sausage fest. It's nothing wrong. With that. That's what it is. It's a sausage fest. You heard me. Okay. LFA out here having the ladies headline. Congratulations to Jacqueline Almore, who is the fourth, if I'm not mistaken, fourth cha strawweight champion and the first Brazilian strawweight champion from that promotion. LFA, CFFC, Cage Warriors, that's where you're going to see the prospects. If you're betting, this is a better friendly uh, podcast. If you do have a betting problem, please seek out help. 1-800-GAMBLER. Please seek out counselors in your area. Pretty much, uh, man, LFA, Bellator, oh my God, morning violence. I love it. This was February the 25th was a mecca, a smorgasbord of violence. Man, listen. Oh, it was just absolutely fantastic all day long, and it got me through. It's been getting me through a, a very frustrating, tough time. Um, nothing real. Well, it is kind of on the serious side, but yeah, it's, it's, I really needed this today. I truly, man, I want to hug everybody who I complained about. I complained about Chatry, complained about Dana, complained about, well, I, I, I don't I never complain about LFA. I kind of like LFA. Uh, yeah. And LFA featured Invicta alumni, Ashley Nichols. Oh, who look fantastic, but I'm talking about that later. And recaps here, what I do is I lead off with a listener question. You can leave listener questions, an audio question through Anchor. So you don't have to download it to start your own podcast, but if you want to start your own podcast, that's one way of doing it. If you do, you can, first of all, listen to podcasts. You don't have to make your own. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to this one, and you can leave an audio question. It's real easy to do. Once you find a podcast, you just hit the Link up top in the corner, and yeah, and then you're good to go. Leave your question. Also, take listener questions anytime. I will make an announcement when I'm taking a break, so that you know that you know. But for the most part, I'm trying to keep to keep it as consistent as possible, so people know when that you can go ahead and leave a listener question anytime. I'm on Instagram, so any like the visual pics, pretty much are probably going to find them on Instagram. And trying to get the website together, you'll see a lot of content over there. Uh, Twitter, eh, you know, I'm, I'm on there. You know, I'll ask questions this time around on Twitter. So I'm going to stop right here. We got a lot of content to get into. Listen to questions. Usually they allow me to, the most, the core of the podcast is suspect picks and recaps. So listen to questions enable me to do that. So I'm going to mix those in, keeping it short to the point so you can get in, get your information, hopefully get entertained and then get out, get out there and watch the content. Also remember to, you know, Friday was a Mecca. We had one championship. We had, uh, that afternoon we had UA, UAE Warriors 25. Then we had Dublin, uh, Bellator in Dublin. 275 and then we had LFA 125 and, I, and we got LFA 126 but we have uh 
UAE Warriors 26. It's going to be in the morning. Okay, 9 a.m. in the morning. So you got more violence. You don't have to wait to get your violence, people. Don't do it. Don't wait all the way to just watch UFC. Also, important reason why, I, yeah, sure, I, I have a disdain for PFL. It's a lot about that I do not like. However, LFA is where you see the young prospects. Hopefully, Jacqueline will have a chance to defend her belt, and the UFC won't scoop her up right away because they have a bad habit of not. To me, someone like that, they need to, if you're going to scoop her up, she fights someone, period. Give her a contract. She fights one. No contender series. No tough enough. No none of that nonsense. She just have her come over. Same way they did former Invicta Adamweight champion Jin Yu Fry, who's fighting on this card. Just scooped her up after she, well, she actually got stripped of her title, but still had her just show up, starts fighting. That's what she's been doing. That's how they should do whether it's Cage Warriors, CFFC, or LFA, that's what they should do. Okay, no going through no channel or nothing like that. Be able to stop it here. Going to get right into listener questions. Hey, MMA by Milligan. It's the MMA Catfish. Listen, brah, I know you hate the old guys. Father Tom catches up to all of us, blah, 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 blah. But come on, you got to back Jim Miller, right? Even as the underdog. Like, the dude he's fighting is coming in from the contender series making his ufc debut and they get to put him up against a hardened intelligent vet like jim miller motherfucking jim miller gonna smoke this dude i'm out fmp all right yeah of course is uh uh the cum dumpster <laughs> the mma cum dumpster at mma catfish <laughs> uh his podcast catfish catfishing with tat daddy a fantastic, fabulous podcast. And uh, FU Fridays. I love it to death. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, man. Yeah, as soon as I saw, yeah, as soon as I saw that kid go down, I was like, I can't believe this. And I knew, I knew that, yep. As soon as that kid went down, I was like, oh, man, I'm a hair from Catfish, boy. Uh, he left that question last week. Ask you know, great prediction. You scored it right. But uh, but hold on now. Let's not bash contender series alumni and those who come from the regional scene and watching fighters from the regional scene yesterday. Okay. Jamal Hill is I mean I mean we you talk about coming from the regional scene. Jamal Hill comes from the straight up regional scene. Contender series alumni did his thing. Like, come on, bro. Stop stop hating on that. Stop hating on people for like that. No, nah, this kid should have pieced up Jim Miller. I'm sorry, that dude's an old timer. I don't care. He's an old timer. He's a straight up old timer. Okay? And I don't know what the hype is. First of all, you listen to my podcast the most. How do you not remember what I said about Jim Miller? When you see Jim Miller, folks, he's filling in for a shift. He's trying to save an event. Okay, he, he's not there. This isn't him building himself up to title contention. When you see him, he's trying to save a fight card. Him and Anthony Smith, unless the fight, especially with Anthony Smith, if this is to seem like it's something that's not going to lead him to the prompt back to the promised land, he's filling in. He's trying to save an event. And these events have been falling apart. They're barely holding together. Remember, Bobby Green is coming in last minute. 14-day turnaround. So, so, yeah, if you see Jim L with some random that's what it is, okay? But he's going to be stuck with randoms. This dude lost to Joe Selecki. Joe Selecki, like how he, he doesn't, he hasn't done anything to deserve a top fighter of any kind. No offense, man. He crushes cans. I mean, I wouldn't call these two, I wouldn't call Eric Gonzalez or Nicholas Mota cans, but it's like that's what he's, he's stuck with that. He was on a two-fight losing streak before this, okay? This dude was one and three at one point in time. Best win was over Robert, uh, Robert Roosevelt Roberts. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, I think people need to settle down off of Jim Miller. Like, yeah, he's a legend and everything, but no, get back into the promised land. No, it's not happening, especially in that way, in that division. Hey, man, that's, and he already lost to Dubra. He didn't lost to every top fighter. There is. They don't have to waste their time. Charles Oliveira doesn't have to waste his time with him anymore. With no Jim Miller. <laughs> Hey, whipped his ass already. Like, nah, nah. So, yeah, we got to get off that high, that Jim Miller high horse. 
You know, but y'all, I love you, man. You know, my, my my homie. Love when you stop past the podcast and bless the podcast. Thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. We're going to continue with listener questions because I got one that's going to get me right into a suspect pick. My girl, Ash, at Silly Little Podcast. Lots of up-and-comers on this card with lots of potential. Who is your dark horse contender that you think is one to keep an eye on? Glad you asked that, Ash. And you got to check out her podcast and on Anchor as well, Silly Little Podcast. Got to check her out on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and she's on Instagram. You got to check us both out. And please, if you're using Apple, leave us a five-star review. Uh, now, most people are going to say Ignacio Bajamundes. That's pretty much everyone's top pick when it comes to a dark horse in the division. Uh, he's not mine, though. He's not one of mine. No. Uh, I would say, uh, now, Armin uh, Saryukian. That's my man right there. He pushed Islam Makachev. That's the dude right there. 17 and 2. That's that dude right there. Okay. Uh, Joel Alvarez does have a lot of experience, 19 and 2. But yeah, and Armin is the underdog in this matchup last I checked. Now, the numbers have changed, but last I checked, he was a plus 145 underdog. So, but even at 17 and 3, I still think that he's that dude right there, you know, in the lightweight division. So that would be my choice right there. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm not going to argue with people that say, uh, that want to go with Ignacio, uh, but 12 and four, yeah, it's not really a dark horse to me and yeah, no offense to him, but yeah, no, but we'll see. We shall see. Thanks so much for your question, Ash. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And first suspect pick people, Armin Saryukian. That he is my pick. He is my underdog pick. Like I said, the numbers may have changed. He might be the favorite now. Uh, this is early in the week when I check the numbers. But yeah, that's who I'm going with. So you got your first suspect pick of the day. Next question from my dear friend Derek Lewis. I mean, Ashley's a friend too. And Ashley, oh man, Ashley put me on to the ladies of. WWE. I've been a big uh, pro wrestling fan all my life, but I kind of ducked out for a long period of time. And when, um, like, like during Charlotte Flair's first run, I missed that. Ashley was the one that put me on to her, and I'm forever thankful to Ash for putting me on to Gemma Chan. Oh, Gemma's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, that man that is a fine woman right there. Okay. Let me go on to my dear friend, Derek Lewis, Hotballs at WarPixie666. What are your thoughts about Zombie enlisting Henry Cejudo to train him for the Vault fight? I think it's a mistake. Now, first of all, Captain Crunch, that's why I call Henry Cejudo. Captain Crunch, <laughs> Captain Cringe. Training with him in wrestling, I think everyone should do that. Every MMA fighter, he should just turn to a coach pull uh, uh James Cross. I know James still thinks about getting to the octagon, but he needs to put a cease to cease and desist on that. Um by the way, you know, I mean to me it was a legal kick to the mix session. Bobby Green defeated James Cross, jujitsu practitioner. A lot of people think that, you know, Bobby Green doesn't have a ground game. Y'all are wrong who thinks that. Korean Zombie already has a ground game. He already to me he has the jujitsu to if Vault goes to the ground, to me, the zombie will be fine. To me, you train with Henry Cejudo if you want if you want um, takedown defense. To me, that's when you train with Henry Cejudo. To me, zombie doesn't need takedown defense. He needs to go ahead, get to the ground, and sub, try to sub-Vault like Brian Ortega almost did. That's what and zombie is more than capable. This is the man who he pulled off a twister. He pulled off a twister. Like, come on. Like, what? See, worried about going to the ground versus vault, but being outpointed, getting pieced up, and then taken down to the ground—that's what he's worried about. And I think that's why he's with Henry. I think that's a mistake. I think he needs Korean Zombie needs to get his boxing together. He needs solid boxing skills. That walk you down. Uh, how he earned his name, 
He's one of the few fighters who truly earned his nickname, and that's all we know him by is by his nickname. However, he can't be his nickname. He can't be just walk, trying to walk walk down. All he's going to do is just end up getting pieced up. I think he's tough enough not to get knocked out, but no, nah, he's just going to get pieced clean up. No, no, no. No, no. He He needs to train with some solid kickboxers and some boxers to check kicks. All right, and, and come in with that overhand right that he laid on Renato. Uh, Renato. Yeah, he, that's what we need. When he, when he laid out Marciano, that's what he needs. He needs to lay Volk out, not try to not get taken down by him. So, now, nah, any other time, I'd be like, it, it would have been better if he had trained with Henry Cejudo when he went up against Brian Ortega. That was the time to me to train with him, Sir Hudo, not Volk versus Volk. I just think it's a mistake. Thank you so much for your question, Pixie. Next up, we're going to go with my main man, my brother from another mother, Jamal, the son of Thomas Maktavish, Cyrus King, Cyrus Casually Cool King, the innovator of the Hot Pass movement, of which I'm a proud Don. Hot Pass Inc. You got to check it out. You got to check out Combat Corner. You got a fresh episode out this week. You got to check out Rambo Cyrus that's on Anchor. And, well, all of his podcasts are across every platform. So you got to check them all out. You got to check out all his content. Now, his question is, is there a worse MMA team than SBG? <laughs> Who? Yeah, I mean, John, I mean, John Kavanaugh. He kind of, he kind of, uh, um, how do you say it? He he kind of redeemed himself with Bellator. You know, Bellator Dublin. He kind of redeemed himself. I mean, his one of his. Uh, uh, I mean, Kavanaugh is pretty much a, a Sinead Camp Kavanaugh. Pretty much his star pupil at this point. No offense to Connor, and Connor stands out there. But, yeah, she's kind of his star pupil, and she really, truly toughed it out. What a great performance that she put in against Leah McCourt. Leah McCourt had her injured, even knew what to do. Oh, your, your knee's messed up. Let's attack this knee. Um, but, yeah, that, that was just true grit. And we saw improvements with that ground game, something that she desperately needed because that I would truly do believe that that was Chris's original game plan was to take it to the ground, get her wrestling together, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu now, and get her to the ground suburb. But instead, she knocked Sinead out. I think a rematch is going to end the same way. So you got another suspect pick, people. I got Chris Cyborg beating Kavanaugh again. Uh, I think it's sad, but I thought that Kat Zingano would have been the one to defeat Chris Cyborg, but she ain't nothing but a punk. So, A, looks like Cyborg is going to reign supreme. So there you have it. But, yeah, I mean, that all that post, goodness, man. Kavanaugh still got a long ways to go. He need to put that proper twelve down. He he still got to get together though. I mean, good good. Uh, um, you know, his team came through for Bellator, but it's Bellator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's Bellator. Like his man kind of went down in flames. Uh, you know. Uh, and I have a question about. So I'm not going to go in too much detail about Johnny Walker because uh, I got a question about Johnny Walker. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't say the words because, I mean, Faber. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember, Paige Van Zandt was under Faber. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that gym would probably be on my list. Like, who have they really put out in terms of consistently put out talent? But, yeah, Paige Van Zandt is such a failure. Such a failure. So, you know, over at Alpha Male side. And look what happened to... It's not like she, they could have went some... I'm not going to get into it because so what happened to her husband, right? <laughs> he got smoked. Damn, he got smoked. Thank you for dropping past, man. It's always a pleasure to see you. Now, next up, my girl, Nick Nick. You're real funny with this question. <laughs> real, real funny. Real funny. Um... Who would you rather have a beer with, Kobe Covington or Leon Edwards? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, real funny, Nick. And, of course, that's Nick Nick at NPeoples97. You got to check her out on Instagram as well, our resident author. And you purple belt. Hey, Nick, are you still a purple belt or did you go up to brown belt? What's going on with you, with that? <laughs> 
Well, she's our resident resident jujitsu practitioner. Um, yeah, you know what? At first, I was like, I would, I would, we'll have a beer. Well, I'm not going. Certainly not going to have a beer with Kobe Covington because I'm I'm a black man, his height, 230 pounds. All he's going to do is call the cops on me because he's a bitch. Like Jorge called him. I do think he's going to whip. He can beat Jorge. I don't know. Um, this does look like, I mean, it does seem like Jorge is serious. I can't lie. It, it does seem like Jorge is serious. And another thing that I, I kept, I can't shake is that Ioannium Jacek has said some things about Kobe and that situation that took place at the gym. I don't think she would get wrapped up into something that's fake. So I think that Kobe is using his kind of persona. First of all, I think that's him not really much of a persona, but I think he is trying to hide somewhat behind it just to save face. Um, but yeah, I doubt you want to team up with something that's completely fake. So I don't think it's completely fake what Jorge is talking about. Um, but yeah, he would just, Kobe would, his punk ass just called a castle on me like he did Fabricio Verdun. Uh, but no, seriously, I would actually sit down with Leon Edwards so I can explain to him why he sucks. <laughs> So I can have a one-on-one man-to-man talk with him, discussion, and like explain to him why he sucks. Because the thing about it, at the end of the day, Kobe Covington tried to make do things to make money. Like, like I said, I think a lot of that is just him, especially if the gym situation is real, then he is a douchebag. He is a real scumbag, an actual scumbag. And he's just making, trying to make people believe that it's a character so he can get away with his scumbaggery. You feel me? But Leon, no, because Leon's not a racist. So I would definitely sit down with him, have a beer and explain why he sucks and what he needs to do. Because at the end of the day, Kobe made a name for himself. He found a way to keep a job and make more money. Jorge did the exact same thing. I think they're, you know, it's, I got my personal issues with them. But at the end of the day, they figured that headline an event. Where's Leon at? I want to hear he's in London. I want to hear none of that nonsense. We have a bunch of fighters who live in America, live in the States, figure out how to do it. So I'm not trying to hear that. We're supposed to move. you damn right. It's the UFC. It's the goddamn UFC. Yeah, his ass supposed to move. The hell's y'all talking about? Figure it out. If you want a young J-Check who's in Poland can figure it out, Leon Edwards punk ass can too. I can't. He's not a punk. He's simple. Okay, he's simple. Um, and your other question was, do you think uh, Jay Walker, Johnny Walker, Walker's shoulder injury ruined his career or is he just another hype train that got derailed? It, he, it, it I've, I've dislocated my shoulder. I've messed up. Well, I actually messed up both shoulders, unfortunately. And yeah, that, that, um, and I think in his case, because I didn't go see a doctor when I dislocated my shoulder. I popped it back in place and kept it pushing. In his case, I'm sure he went to the doctors and they looked at it because he, he openly said to Joe <laughs> after he did that dumb, you know, that stupid, uh, what was it? The, um, about to say cabbage patch. What was it the worm or whatever the hell? Yeah, I think it was the worm that fool tried to do and dislocated his shoulder. He openly said it to, to um, Joe. So I think he got it seen by a medical professional. So he should be fine going forward. Now, would he have had a long career with the injury? No. The arthritis is going to kick in. He'll work out and everything. But the arthritis, when it kicks in, it, it kicks in. Again, I know what that feels like. And that's what's going to happen with his shoulder possibly eventually but no I, I think he's just simple i don't think him i think he's just a hype train that got derailed he's simple to me he's a simple-minded individual he's childish and I, I think that he needs to take things seriously he took some of it seriously with his camp i mean one not the best gym in the world and then two how much of a good student that he was was he did he embrace the he his coach the head coach is a Jiu-jitsu practitioner, black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu. What is this dude doing? He's in there goofing around. He has the physique to do anything. His defensive posturing, I can't even tell if his defensive posturing is horrible because he seems to be doing silly things. But yeah, it's him. It's just him just not being grown to me. You know, he can say whatever he wants. It's just him not being a grown-up. 
to me. I hate to be harsh, but that's how I feel about it. Thank you, Nick. It is always a pleasure. Now, I have some more questions, but I'm going uh, to stop right here and get into some suspect picks for UFC Vegas 49. First and foremost, Islam Makachev, 21-1, a minus 900. Now, I know some of these numbers are, I think the numbers have changed. Now, with this one right here, actually, they start out higher. Islam was 1,100 at the beginning of the week. Bobby was a minus, he's a plus something, but then they changed. So money has been coming in for Bobby Green. At the time, he came to down to a plus 600. And you know I love plus 600 because that reminds me of Roxy. That reminds me of one of my best bets ever was on Roxy over Macy Barber. <laughs> yes. So you know I love that number. Yes, can Bobby Green piece Islam Makachev up? Absolutely. And Bobby Green has gone up against Josh Thompson, who is the analyst over at Bellator, who knocked out Nate Diaz with a leg kick. Yes. He is a he was 40 and 3 as an amateur wrestler in college. Bobby hung with him. His first, Bobby Green's first fight. In the UFC was against uh, Jacob Volkman, who is a high-level wrestler who Bobby had finished on the ground via RNC. Beat second-degree black. Like I said, James Cross, to me, that leg kick was legal. But James Cross is a second-degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Went to a split decision with Josh Thompson. Like I said, man, 40-3 and three was his record. Of course, Thompson... Y'all should know him as former Strike Force lightweight champion. And yeah, he survived. And the thing is, Bobby has excellent cardio, but I am going with, and like uh, Bobby uh, Russell, he was all state in California wrestling. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with wrestling. He has a ground game. And furthermore, he's been in there with top wrestlers. So the question here is, will Islam sub Bobby be able to sub Bobby's when the first two rounds go, because I think after the first two rounds, it's going to be the Bobby Green show. But to me, Bobby does need to get his volume together instead of obsessing over what doesn't hurt him, because that seems like that's what he does. He sits back and kind of admires his work uh, and does the, oh, it didn't hurt me. And it's like, no, bro, get the volume together. I think volume is the key for Bobby. He has to get his his own volume together. But yeah, I got Islam. I think the takedowns, if it's, the question is just cardio. Islam shooting for takedowns constantly and just winning via a decision. I believe he'll be able to do it. Uh, catch weight, by the way, which reason why it really shouldn't count as a path to a title. Sorry. I don't think it should be a path to a title. Okay. Bobby's just filling in and helping out. Okay. Misha Kirknoff. 15 and 7, minus 120 favorite. I'm going with him over Wellington Terman. We have women's flyweight Priscilla Cashuea, 10 and 4, plus 145. Underdog Kim G. Yeon. I call it Kim G. A lot of people are rooting for Kim G because they hate Priscilla Cashuea. Cheat Nash trying to post stick a whole entire finger in Savage's eye. So you're going to see a lot of support for Kim G on that. And yes, yet again, you're going to see it. Yep, I'm going to post that again. Whenever it's a Kim G fight, I'm going to post that. I already posted the first, uh, her versus Nadia Kassim. The first part of that fight, I'm going to post the finish because it's one of my favorites. So deal with it. I'm going with the underdog, though. Sadly, I'm rooting for Kim, but I think Priscilla Cashway is going to knock Kim out. Kim does not have good defensive striking or posturing. She tends to get hit a little too much, which leads to her getting outpointed. But I think in this case, she's going to get knocked out. Armin Sarukian, as I said, he's my pick, my underdog, my other underdog pick. Gregory Rodriguez, 11-3. Like I said, formerly of LFA, middleweight champion. Minus 145 favorite over Armin Petrosian, 6-1. Plus, he's only a plus 145 underdog, but to me, if he wins, it would be a huge victory. You know, Gregory is a very experienced individual. I have Ignacio Bajamundes, who's high on a lot of people's radar, 20 
12 and 4. We'll see if we get another vicious KO. Shame on Zoe Wrong. 18 and 4 for coming in heavy. What the hell, man? Come on, get focused. Yet again, he should get cut after this fight. It should not be tolerated. Women's featherweight. I don't know what's going on with Johnson Nunes. I don't know why she needs featherweight. I don't know what's going on there. But 8 and 1, minus 210 favorite going with her. Possibly finishing the fight versus Ramona Pascal. We'll see what's going on there. Plus 175 underdog. Lightweight, we got, I spoke about him earlier, Terrence McKinney, formula LFA as well. 11 and 3, plus 100 underdog. Faraz Zahn, 12 and 3. So we got 11 and 3 versus 12 and 3, minus 120. Favorite leaning toward the favorite, Faraz Zahn, in that matchup there. Now, I spoke about Jen Yu Fry. Jen Yu Fry, whoo, man, when you talk about a unit, when you talk about one of the best bodies, because sometimes when people say best bodies in MMA, they're talking about how muscular they are. It is Jen Yu Fry. She muscle on top of muscle. And no, because just because she's a former Adamweight champion over Invicta does not mean that you use her to start the Adamweight division. She could not, she. Got stripped because she missed weight, first of all, twice for Adam Weight. As a champion, she missed in her last fight over there versus Ash Cummins. Okay, stop saying that every time you hear someone form an Adam Weight champion, that they could all of a sudden help the UFC start the Adam Weight division. Let it go. Okay, Michelle Warson is trying to cut two straw weights. She's been going weeks trying to cut down two straw weight, people. Stop. Okay, kiss that Adam Weight. I want an Adam Weight division, but thinking that any of the women who are in the UFC right now, not named Luma Luke Bumi, unless it's her, they're not. I think she can still make Adam Weight. That's it, though. The rest of them aren't. Well, no, because I was about to say uh, Tiny Tornado, but she had only cut down to 113 for that uh, fitness uh, model competition that she was in, bodybuilding slash fitness model competition. I think she only went down as far as. 113. So, yeah, and then we're talking about someone who cut down to probably only 3% body fat. She barely had, she, I mean, she was barely 4% body fat. So, that's as far down as she got to be in this competition. So, yeah, kiss that dream. I mean, don't kiss the dream of Adam Wade goodbye, but thinking that the women who were there already, yeah, no. Okay. Alejandro. Perez, 22-8-1, plus 195. Underdog, I'm going with my main man, Jonathan Martinez. LFA alumni, 14-4, minus 240 favorite. Had Bantamweight, welterweight. We got Ramiz Bahamaj. 9-4, also LFA, minus, one, four, minus 400. Favorite over Michael Gilmore, who's a plus 300. That, I'm sure that number has grown by now. And Victor Altamirano, formerly of LFA as well. Carlos Hernandez, 10-1 versus 7-1, plus 120 underdog. I'm going with the minus 140 favorite at 125. And there you have it. Okay. And we're going to go back to listener questions. All right, continuing with listener questions, we got my main man, the MMA dude at Phil the MMA dude. He is co-host of the tag team known as the Split Decision Podcast at Split Podcast. Yeah, check them out. They're across every platform and including YouTube. Yeah, check them out. Him and the Fight Geek. His question is, thoughts on Bryce Mitchell's controversial interview? You know, it still kind of shocked me a little bit just because of how kind of deep into the racism it got. But generally speaking, I wasn't too surprised because that's how that's he, he's 2020, man. It exposed a lot of uh, a lot of these fighters, their content. Um, that dude's posting all kinds of bizarre things on uh, Twitter, uh, you know, Earth is flat. Uh, the moon launch was fake. Yeah, he he rambles on about a lot of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, it 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 was still a tad shocking, and it's a shame. 
But what it told me was you can't go by that, especially with your betting. But I just if you can't expand your mind as a human being, as an adult, then I don't see how you can expand his mind further as uh, a fighter. Honestly, and I think he's just going to be stuck in a loop and he's going to end up just like Damian Maya, just depending on jujitsu, you know, controversial country, country bumpkin, essentially, who does uh, Brazilian jujitsu. How backwards is that? Yeah, fighters that don't believe in science always bother me. You know, just some cat that just lives out in the street, don't got a dime to his name. Who cares? But a fighter that doesn't believe in science to me is is dangerous, and it's just it makes absolutely no sense. So, yeah, sadly I wasn't too surprised. Um, but the thing is, I I, I want to hear it. I I want to I, I want to, I'm glad we have freedom of speech so I can hear people like him, so I can judge them. <laughs> So I can judge them and be like, okay, I'm not messing with that cat. Because if you silence people, if you silence people like him, then they'll hide. And that's the last thing we need is someone like him hiding. We need him to expose himself so we can know what kind of a person he is, so we can avoid him. <laughs> you know, not deal with him. So that interview was a blessing because I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to deal with that cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh and uh your follow-up is also, what are your thoughts on how Ariel handled the situation in real time? I thought he handled it brilliantly. Like, I like how he kind of challenged it so people could see that he's not just going to let this dude talk, ergo agree with him. Because I think that's the problem with Joe Rogan. First of all, he, I mean, Joe is just on a whole different ballgame. But part of, especially with the COVID situation, it's like this dude just sat there, okay. And it's like, okay, well, do you slightly agree with this? Then the conspiracy theories similar to Bryce Mitchell and all this other kind of stuff. Don't trust science. Do you trust CDC? Kind of similar kind of rhetoric, not as extreme, but kind of on the same pathways. And it's like, no, nah, you got to challenge something, man. It's like, come on, what perspective are you coming from? So I'm glad that Ariel did do some of what he did. But however he reacted to me, he was justified. No matter how he reacted, I thought it was fantastic. Thank you, Phil, for stopping past, man. It was greatly appreciated. Next up, we got my main man, Hardcore. Hardcore. Got my main man, Mr. B at Mr. B1986. His question is, your thoughts on this possible Chandler-Ferguson matchup? Man, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, Ferguson's getting knocked out. He is getting stone cold, clean, knocked out. I feel sorry for the man. Feel sorry for him. Maybe he can get him on the ground, but I think Chandler, with that wrestling background, his strength, his tenacity, his ridiculous cardio, you know, how do you get Ferguson? By having good cardio. What does Charles Oliveira have? Excellent cardio, which helps him do a wide variety of things. You can't, I don't care if it's wrestling or striking, you can't do a lot of either unless you got good cardio, period. Okay, all that hitting pads, man, whatever. And how long are you hitting the pads for? Do you stop the minute it gets hard or did you keep going? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think early suspect pick or yet another one. Yet a, another early suspect pick. I got Chandler. I think he's going to knock Ferguson out. Maybe Ferguson can use that A Bravo jiu-jitsu and get Chandler on the ground. But pretty much, yeah. And I kind of feel sorry for Ferguson, you know, even though, you know, he's not one of the fighters I normally feel sorry for i do kind of because i think he's just going to be so far out of his element because i think he, it's not even about being washed i just think him being his focus you know his focus he worries more about what people are saying on twitter than and blocking people than what he's doing inside of the octagon so thank you thank you all of you for your questions they're greatly appreciated if i missed a question please let me know get me like yo man you missed my damn question please let me know i will answer it on the next episode okay so let's get into some recaps man one championship wow wow <laughs> reina the rider the ritter man Kamaran Abazov didn't stand a chance, man. 
and oh my god, Morak. Oh, Morat. Right. Oh my God, Roman Krykulov. Oh, or Krykulov. Oh my goodness, man. Kind of showed the referee out of the way and destroyed that dude, man. But what's what's the you know any other fighter? I blame, man. Don't don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. But this monster, <laughs> yeah, you need to move the hell out of the way. My man said, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna finish this. Dude. He didn't get no break. He ain't get no time to recover, man. Ooh, boy, we saw some beat downs. Man, if y'all missed the fun on Friday, I don't know what to tell y'all. I don't know what to tell you, but it was a lot of goodness going on. A lot of goodness going on on Friday the 25th. The, the, the fight that stood out the most to me was the catchweight Muay Thai fight. Wish people would make weight, but okay. Deandra Martin versus Smila Sundell. Man, who Deandra? I, she's someone who I, you know, I kept my eye on when it comes to Muay Thai. Uh, she's someone who I kept my eye on with that size. I'm like, she could do some serious damage. But man, that 17-year-old kid came through and whipped her ass man i mean getting pieced up as soon as I, I just couldn't get past how aggressive this teenager was just stayed right on her just stayed right on her just kept getting in her um just kept getting in her face man i just it, it just it blew my mind it, it it really blew my mind uh, Rahul Ranju, he can't catch Blake, a break, man. My man got his ass kicked. Damn, I was just like, God, what is going on? Got his ass kicked. Uh, Paratas, um, won by a split decision, could have uh been a draw in that um contest. Yuri, uh, Simoist, Simois, trainer, aka. Uh, world champion BJJ, middleweight MMA, Zal Nalov, Zal Nalov went straight for a takedown, uh, which was good for the first round. Not so much in the second. Yuri shot in last round. Zal Nalov, I mean, he maintained that um, top control in the third round, sealed the deal. Uh, I mean, Zal Nalov does need to stop sitting inside of his opponent's guard. Uh, one by split decision, and yeah, man, that seventeen-year-old man, I was just like, damn, one debut, both one debuts, man, boy, she got pieced. DeAndre got pieced up. Came in at one fifty-eight. It's like, come on, sis, one twenty-eight. Sorry, um, but yeah, as I was saying to my main man, Mister B, I think Jackie Bonton is going to piece her up. But yeah, they they, they got to get that division together. Well, one, sis got to make weight. And then, two, they got to get that division together because it's not really a full division, you know. So, hopefully, they'll get all that together. And, yeah, we'll see some champions out this joint for our women's strawweight. And we have Vladimir uh, Kuzmin, uh, one debut. Love the DJ selection. Vladimir, Vladimir, combo with a right hook finished. Yikes, boy. Then again, we get uh, Kadastan, former one welterweight champion. Man, dude, miss weight. <laughs> uh, Vamir de Silva, 192. Come on, man. Well, he got pieced all the way up. Three-punch combination, man. Jesus, it was just combo city out this joint. Fabricio Andraze versus uh, Jeremy Pacatu. The juggernaut, another KO. Andra folded, folded back two over. Knees to the ribs. I mean, it was just, man, I'm telling y'all, if y'all missed this, boy, it was quality violent. Gatu Ancinte, kickboxing featherweight. Now, the one fight that I did not like was the heavyweight kickboxing fight. I was just like, oh, Lord, come on, fellas, come on. It wasn't too bad, though. It wasn't too bad. Um, But uh, yeah, I love the I love the uh, Bonsento did get the finish. He did get the, no. It wasn't kickboxing. It was I, it was an MMA fight, heavyweight. It wasn't a kickboxing fight. It was a heavyweight fight. Anyway, 
The legendary Ungla Unsung. Man, trilogy with Vitaly back, Big Dash. I just didn't. Big, I just I wasn't overly impressed with Vitaly's game plan. He's talking as trash like he don't want a title shot. He wants online. He wants to avenge, finish it out with online song. And I mean, come on, man, takedowns. That's it. I mean, it, apparently, sadly, that's the way you beat online signs. Like, come on, bro. Like, you got beat twice by the same person using the same technique. Why won't you fix this ground game problem, man? Come on, he, you know, so Vitaly used the same uh, game plan, you know, but, you know, credit to him for fighting through the exhaustion and everything. Yeah, he missed weight, too. Just vengeance. Uh, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's good stuff. Uh, Bahia over at UAE Warriors 25. Christopher Bio. RNC, we had, uh, and then like I said, we had, there's a lot of Africans debuting. Um, you had Ali versus uh, Busoku, which is very good. Uh, tenth pro fight versus, uh, what was it, one pro fight? Both women put excellent grappling competition uh, performance. At least did, at least it looks like Alice, but anyway. She did well. She did well for a rookie. But, uh, yeah, did well for a rookie, but um, lost. Then, yeah, we had another catchweight fight at 149. I was just like, what is going on? Like, yeah, it's like nobody's trying to make weight out of this joint. I just, I didn't understand it. Uh, Islam Abdul Basat Sai Siha. But it's, you when you see it, it's Abdul Basset um, versus uh, Alu Wu. Um, Enzo Gracie in the building. Uh, the volume going up and down on the program, that kind of drove me crazy. I didn't know what the hell was going on with that. Didn't know what the hell. You know, not bad at all, but let's face it. What we want to talk about is Moose. Moose. <laughs> Over at Pelator. <laughs> folded Mr. Page Van Zandt up like a lawn chair. Man, I'm not a fan. And the thing is, this is, I'm going to tell you, though. Um, I'm going to tell you. Like, Austin is one of the most talented purple belts that I've done seen. Like someone who's not really on a circuit like that, the jujitsu circuit like that. Like he is a very extremely talented purple belt. Now I still think he would have got his ass kicked no matter what, but it, he was technically a dangerous opponent, you know. But yeah, Gegard Musasi. I mean, this dude, fifty-eight fights, people. What was this kid really going to do? Like he was. How was this like this? How is he supposed to win this? Fight like seriously, how is he supposed to win this fight? Like, nah, man, he just, yeah, nah, you know what I'm saying? There's no way he's gonna win this fight, you know. 58th fight, only 36 years old, 19 years in the business. This kid had no business being in there, honestly. We got Leah, McC we got uh, Sinead Kavanaugh, like I said, um, getting her rematch. Eh, carry on Clark minus 450 favorite but no wait 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 huge underdog loss oh over at LFA that was it LFA Adam Foget yes crushed Salman Renfro he was uh, Adam was a minus 400. It was a plus 400 underdog. Solomon was a minus 500. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Connor in the building over at Bellator. It's good to see. Good to see. Um, we had um, straw weights going at. You know, I got I got to say something about straw weights. Uh, Danny McCormick didn't know what the hell hit her in that matchup, but Stephanie Page kept driving me crazy, man. She a piece, 
um, Danny up, and then she would like grab her. And I think the first time she was trying to swarm on her to try to get the RNC, but it's like, no, 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 just keep jabbing her, just keep jabbing her, just keep popping her. Um, she just got to keep that going, though. Keep that going. Work on that strike and keep that going. But, yeah, Bellator, we're getting some more straw weights. We're going to straw weights everywhere soon. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like I said, if you don't like women MMA, this ain't the podcast for you. You can go piss off somewhere. But it's good to see Ashley Nichols boxing Muay Thai have faced off against Anissa Mexican, who is over, I mean, top-level talent, top-level level Muay Thai fighter in her own right over at one championship right now. Hillary Rose really was kind of a fish out of water, but, I mean, come on, 5'7 with a 68-inch reach. She's only got a 63.5-inch reach, 5'3". Yeah, nah. This time around, you know, I'm usually against the old-timers. 35 years old, and you know I like 35 years old for someone like Miss Nichols because that's age-appropriate simping. Hey, you got to let a man have something, right? Old man such as myself. But, yes, LFA debut for the young uh, young student. But AK-47 got done. Winner by UD. Good fight right there. Michael Shackle. I mean, 148.6. Come on. Like, come on. And as I said, congratulations to the ladies for headline. I'm going to stop it there. Close this thing out, people. Closing it out. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for joining me. Sending the show. Wrapping this thing up. If you don't do anything else, uh, when you go on Instagram, Check out my reels. If you don't check out anything else, check out the reels and the stories. That means more to me than anything else. Positivity on there all the time. To me, that's where the best content is. And I truly do hope that everyone stays safe, stays strong, and stays positive. Don't forget, all you have to do is head on over. MMA by Millican or Instagram, MMA.by.Millican. The tags are all there. Instead of me posting a link and then you got to go to a website to check out a bunch of links and then come back. The tags are all there. Twitter, especially. Twitter. So the names are Instagram and Twitter. Bio. Just go straight to the bio. Everything is easily accessible. Lake Show is where you find diversity. Is where you find beautiful women daily. So you got to check that out. Hope everybody enjoys fight weekend take care